Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch. Brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, June 29th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got our top takeaways from yesterday's bombshell January 6th hearing. Number two, what happened in Tuesday's key primaries. And number three, warnings from governors about the ACA subsidies expiring. All right, Jake, let's get into it. Yesterday was a huge day on Capitol Hill with the surprise hearing by the January 6th committee. A lot of folks wondering what actually was going to come out of it. It was, uh, I think, shocking to say the least. And uh, we've got some news this morning as well as our kind of top takeaways as we processed everything that came out of it. Yes. So let's let's start with um uh, the news, which uh, makes the most sense. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, some of those. So yesterday at the end of the hearing, Liz Cheney. The, uh, we're talking about the hearing with Cassidy Hutchinson, which you know, this was probably the most newsy and important hearing the January sixth committee has had so far. So let's start with that. At the end of that hearing, she showed Liz Cheney, that is the vice chair of the committee, showed some um, messages that were. Um, sent to a witness on the committee messages basically warning in so many words um the the uh warning the witness to stay on the team basically and that trump reads the transcript so you better watch out basically um and those messages at least one of them were sent to cassidy hutchinson yesterday's uh witness that was not said in the hearing that's our our new reporting um uh from yesterday so Let's just talk for a minute about the hearing. Um, it, it was it was stunning. Um, uh, Hutchinson, let, let's give some background here. I mean, Hutchinson is somebody who is was such a close ally of Mark Meadows. I mean, uh, I I've seen Hutchinson for years. Um, with Meadows in in delicate congressional negotiations, you know, in the inner sanctum of the White House, uh, this is somebody who, if you wrote, if you made a list of people who would um, not turn against Trump in 2020, I would say Hutchinson was probably atop that list. So, with that background, um, I, let's get into some of these takeaways. Um, number one. I, I think it's fair to say that when that the White House and Trump world fomented the unrest on January 6th, and then when it got bad, they ran away. Um, administration officials were well aware of what was going to happen on January 6th. The president, according to Hutchinson's testimony, knew um, and Meadows knew that that protesters were carrying deadly weapons at the White House at the at the. Um, the rally at the ellipse, and then he sent them to the Capitol. Said, you know, we're going to march up to the Capitol. Um, and then when it got bad, the president didn't call anybody, didn't call the military, and this is according to testimony the committee has received. Um, so that, to me, was fascinating. Anna, thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I mean, fascinating is, is one one way. I mean, I think one of the things that she really, to your point, was able to kind of distill was just what was happening as a first person uh, account, right? There's a lot of questions and there's been a lot of speculation about what Trump did or didn't do. But through her testimony under oath, uh, she really kind of showed exactly how much um, 
Trump did know, how much the allies knew, how they, you know, they were kind of planning in some ways for this. I think the other thing we point out this morning that this is like the, the wall has cracked, right? Um, to your point earlier, I don't think anybody, you know, she was as loyal as they come. Do we think that this means that all of a sudden there's going to be a lot of, you know, former Trump allies or Trump loyalists who are going to come forward? Probably not. You know, I, I, I don't see that that we're going to see, a, you know, a number of these people potentially testify. But, you know, maybe we don't even, you don't necessarily even need it because she's provided such a, a close hand account of what actually did happen yes uh, and now let's get to the next takeaway what is the department of justice doing with meadows i mean the house referred meadows for criminal contempt and earlier this month said they would not prosecute meadows but following you know uh this this damning testimony yesterday will doj officials rethink that position i think you're going to hear a lot from um, members of Congress on that. I mean, the committee was pretty miffed about that when DOJ said it. Um, at the time, they said they wanted to know more. Um, they're going to really want more now. Um, I, I would say the next takeaway, Anna, and, and this became this was very vivid to me. I'm curious what you thought of it, is just how out of control Trump was in the um, in the days after the election before January 6th, on January 6th, and after January 6th. I mean, Hutchinson testified he threw plates against the wall. He demanded to be driven to the Capitol on January 6th. He didn't care about the danger to Pence. I mean, this was a, a quite the image of inside the White House. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think we've often heard of, you know, these kind of accounts. There's been so it's it, one of the things that I think when you take a step back from the 30,000 foot view is it's sometimes hard to be stunned. There's been so many books written about the Trump administration. There has been so many books written about him and kind of how he was a different figure and, you know, how he kind of operated in the White House. But this really um, portrayed a president unhinged. Um, you know, uh, I don't think there's any other way to put it. Another kind of takeaway is just that the case for conspiracy got a lot stronger. Um, they, the committee has continued to kind of do this drumbeat effort to make progress to prove that Trump's inner circle knew about the potential for violence at the Capitol and did nothing. This was, I think, really distilled yesterday about the fact that not only did Trump's allies, but Trump himself knew that there that people in his crowds were carrying guns, and you know he wasn't concerned about that. Yeah, it's not only was he not concerned, um, he uh, he. I, I mean, I, I, it's tough to even put this into words. He he was not concerned. He pushed them on, and the interesting thing to me um, was. When Hutchinson testified that she heard Rudy Giuliani mention the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys in testimony, uh, in in sorry, in meetings around the planning of the January sixth rally, if the committee is able to draw a clear line from Giuliani to the Proud Boys, that is quite damning. All right. Uh, there's a lot of other things that we kind of distill in the morning newsletter, but you can subscribe to that for free at punchbowl.news or catch up on all of our thoughts coming out of this hearing. But let's move on, Jake, to the number two story of the day. And that really is looking at some of these really interesting uh, primaries yesterday. Um, there was a slate of primaries and some interesting takeaways from, from our perspective there. You know, 
despite what is happening in uh, with the January 6th committee and, and elsewhere, it, the Republican Party is still the party of former President Donald Trump. We saw that play out in Illinois. Uh, Representative Rodney Davis, Republican from Illinois, fell to the freshman Freedom Caucus representative, Mary Miller, who was backed by Trump. Um, he went to a rally for her. Uh, just over the weekend. By the way, uh, he went humbling. to a, he went to a rally for her where Mary Miller said yes. uh, that the, yep. that the overturning of Roe was a victory for white life. Uh, she this is the same person, Mary Miller, who said um, a year ago or or a little bit more than that that Hitler had done some good things or there were some nice things, not nice things, but she said something praising of Hitler, which is not something you ever do because there's no reason to praise Hitler. Uh, um, uh, in addition, um, go over a couple more things. Lee Zeldin won the primary for uh, Republican, the Republican primary for Governor of New York, and um, Stephen Palazzo, uh, uh, congressman who was elected in 2010 from Mississippi, fell in his primary. That class of 2010 is dwindling and dwindling quickly. People have moved on. They've lost. They've gone to the Senate. They've run for governor. Uh, just another uh, member of the class of 2010 gone. I also just want to note, I thought interesting to watch is uh, Mark Wayne Mullen was not able to get over that 50% threshold uh, in his bid to become uh, Oklahoma's newest senator. Uh, so that is just going to be interesting to watch uh, another race there. Let's move on to the third uh, item of the morning. Uh, our colleague Heather Cagle has a really interesting look at how Democratic governors are warning of catastrophe if the ACA subsidies expire. More than a dozen Democratic governors wrote to congressional leaders this week pleading with them, Jake, to take action to extend the enhanced Obamacare subsidies that will expire at the end of this year. Uh, if those subsidies aren't extended, millions of Americans will be forced to pay dramatically increased health care premiums. Of course, that comes on top of inflation uh, and all kinds of uh, issues that uh, Americans are dealing with right now. A, a big concern for governors. Yeah, um, this is this is one of the main lingering issues here in the in the final days of not, it's not the final days yet, but it will be the final days pretty soon of this Congress at the end of this year. Um we have reported that Joe Manchin is uninterested, basically uninterested, and you could read his comments in the newsletter this morning, in putting those ACA subsidies in a reconciliation package. Um, could be posturing, but yes, this is huge. I mean, people are going to see their premium spike at the end of the year, if uh, right before the election, rather, if nothing is done, and Congress is nowhere in getting that done. All right. And with that, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, please tweet a, tweet about The Daily Pun. Share a rating and review. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news for our free morning newsletter. Have a great day and stay safe.